welcome to Robert Land. Bienvenidos, Robert Land. I'm your host, Robert Thompson, comedian, musician, fast food phenologist, all I do. What is up, everybody? How you guys doing? Man, Roscoe Soul Train. What's up, bro? Aloha. Yeah, muka laka licky. M- Maluka, is that Maluka Lakaliki, right? Oh, a, yeah, Maluka Lakaliki. Come on, I want to lay. Uh, there's uh, Wayne's World, right? Wayne's World, yeah. Or Wayne's World 2. I, I cannot, <laughs> yeah. Basically the same movie. But, dude, speaking of Hawaiian things, Aloha. Was, was that Hawaiian? I don't know. Like, um, just racist. Yeah, well, probably, but what's yeah. that? Uh, racist cr- humor. Yeah, what was. Uh, what's the best the, kind. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, uh, which is appropriate for, uh, you know, a... Uh, for an episode about tiki, tiki culture. Tiki culture, yeah. yes. No, but I'm I'm stoked. We're going to talk all about the Appropriation at its finest, really. <laughs> I mean, if you think about, like, you know, like, appropriation of cultures, like, uh, definitely the tiki culture is at the at the one of the forefronts of that. Uh, but um, but we, we, uh, we've appropriated from everybody, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. From well, the, just think about it, dude, like, white culture is pretty fucking, like, weak. You know, so you definitely have to borrow and, and make do from other cultures that are more lively and fun than your own. You know, what, what, what do white people have to like? Uh, like what is like German culture? Well, I'm sure I, there's some vibrant culture in Germany. Yeah. Or in, in England. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Soul bangers bang. and mash. Yeah, dude. Yeah, bang- yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the English food. You know, yeah, no. not really. Yeah. Bangers and mash. They've got um Harry Potter diarrhea, I think. Yeah, is dude, I love thing. Harry Potter diarrhea. Yeah, but it's my no, favorite flavor. <laughs> that's good, man. Weasley. Well, well, I, I, I think there's a, there's a lot of culture everywhere. I think, you know, yeah, white people, especially in America, they, they may not be attached to their heritage because it's been a long, you know, it's so yeah, it's, far removed. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, they're but looking for something cool. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and was seemingly exotic. Yeah, and, and and real realistically, in in as humans, we we, we romanticize the best parts of everything and we kind of neglect to ever mention you know the the pain and frustrations of you know like what's happened to to people um a lot of people of color um like in for instance like in the polynesian culture i'm sure there was a lot of pain when it regards to like you know like uh, just the way people were treated yeah oh uh, yeah you know, like and, and colonization and all that totally stuff. yeah yeah. But we're not talking about that we're talking about how hawaiian shirts shit. yeah how hawaiian <laughs> shirts are cool yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's I all mean, that it's surface level you know but well yeah and and that's i think a lot of the podcast is kind of like is about that we've t- kind of taken a turn and, and kind of realized a lot of our uh the error of our own ways and, and grown as people yeah uh, throughout this podcast and that's important you know to to understand uh, a lot of things uh, or or just blatantly just disregard a lot of things like Mickey Mouse is a is a basically a caricature of a, a white guy in blackface. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Goofy, you know? Yeah, that's very it, goofy also. Oh, dude, he's like the king of it. Oh, man, I was just about to do a goofy impression, but I don't want to get uh, canceled. Uh, <laughs> right, but, uh, you know, dude, um, I'm excited. Though. We're going to talk all about the legendary Trader Vicks. Yeah, man. Uh, but before we get to that. Uh, we're going to go to my favorite segment. Your favorite segment. A Fast Food Minute with Zach Hillman. Enjoy. This is Fast Food Minute with Zach Hillman. Milan, Paris, New York-themed shitty sandwich restaurants. When you think fashion, Subway sandwiches might not be the first name that comes to mind. But the restaurant did host a Project Runway parody contest called Project Subway. Coincidentally, Project Subway is also the name of a weight loss challenge at my local sex dungeon. But I digress. The contest called for fashion designers to make garments only out of materials that could be found at a typical subway. 
Things like napkins, sandwich wrappers, or toilet seats with swastikas carved in them. The outfits were then judged by an esteemed panel featuring Mel B. and Jared Fogle. By the way, you can tell how old this story is because the news article that I pulled up refers to Jared Fogle as the subway guy with no other biographical context. The winner, Danilo Gabrielli, won free subway fare for a year saying, I would rather ride New York's urine-soaked metros than taste subway as urine-soaked meats. <laughs> Man, fun stuff. Yeah, dude. Dude, so Zach, way, way to do it, Zach. You bring some levity in uh, in our in after our monologue of just <laughs> yeah. like our own like cringing on the inside of like, oh man, how well is this going to age? Yeah, probably yeah. not well at all. But that's okay, you know, like that nothing edges well at this point. And yeah, that's good. It's good for humanity. But we're talking. We're not talking about aging well because we're all going to age poorly. Yes, most of us at least. Yeah, you'll you'll do all right. Oh man, yeah, thank yeah. you. You will too, dude. Oh, I'm gonna try. I think we're all going to just morph into not racist Mel Gibson. Oh, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love Mel Gibson, especially non-racist versions of Mel Gibson. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm so stoked, man, because the tiki culture I've always been a fan of, not dove fully into it. It's probably better that way. And I've always been like like a very like just casual fan yeah. of the tiki stuff yeah me too um so this one is an important one because it's got a lot to do with the history no well they all do they all do for but the most part unless or trader sam's doesn't that's true yeah but they, they've all kind of progressed the tiki yeah, the, the movements of, of yeah throughout the ages since the 30s basically and so i know a little bit about trader vix yeah i know that it's, it was it's Emeryville is where its headquarters is. It started well, th- that's in the their, Bay that's Area. That's their flagship. It did start in the Bay Area. Um, Vic was born in the Bay Area, and um, we'll get into who he was a little bit. I couldn't, like I said, like the well of tiki culture is is pretty deep. Um, a lot of it's based around Southern California. We are not experts by any stretch. So people that are tiki experts you're going to love this episode because you're just going to listen to it and just scream at the fucking tv or scream at your car (laughs) on how we're wrong and how many times we fuck up and all that stuff so this one is for the the hardcore tiki enthusiasts who are the gatekeepers that are holier than me and robert yeah we are just peons and spectators in the tiki culture and the movement and that's okay yeah because it's so much more fun that way. Yeah, really. and I think for the audience too, for people that aren't super familiar with it, it's also a good way to hear, you know, yeah, something about it. Yeah, and know? I wanted, and I, I felt like we should start with Trader Vic's, even though they weren't the first kind of Polynesian or tiki restaurant um, and bar. Even though they weren't the first, you can still go to a Trader Vic's to this day. Um, there's several locations. We're going to get to that, um, but yeah, it's a, it's. A, I think it's a great place to start as far as the the tiki series because. Now that we're in the month of December, it's it's chilly, willy, milly, vanilla outside, and um, uh, it's it's nice to have a little escapism, right? Yeah, we could give you a little bit of that uh, Hawaiian, yeah. uh, that uh, island feel, island feel, yeah, yeah, that that uh, tropical weather, definitely that yeah. we all would want during the you know balls cold December, exactly, yeah. yeah. So this and, is, and for our East Coast listeners, you can just go down to Florida and, and experience uh, uh, the, 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 the hurricane. Warm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that, I don't think hurricane season is is in December and January. I think it's kind of over. Oh, that's over with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can discover you can have a hurricane uh, while you're uh, enjoying the uh, the island breeze and 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 your Publix cookies. You know, I heard Publix is the shit. <laughs> I loved Publix cookies, dude. I had them while the Disney World 
went to a Publix, uh-huh. had to get the cookies because everyone raved about them. Yeah. And yeah, kick that, ass. They're, they're a fascinating company. Publix? Yes. Really? Yeah, they're they're uh they're pretty pretty cool. Wow. I've 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 dealt we're not talking about Publix. Okay. Well we're talking about Trader Vicks. Yeah, well, another tropical subject. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trader Vicks. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think that's fascinating that it started in the Bay Area. Because yeah, I did. always felt that Tiki I always assumed that it was Southern California, so that's well, kind of cool that it yeah. was up there. So Don Beach or Don the Beachcombers, um he changed his name. I can't remember his original name, but it was Ed something. Um, but he changed his name to Don Beach. He was kind of the dude that started it. And then Vic Bergeron. I think it's Bergeron. I've heard it pronounced other ways, like Bergeron, but I, I'm pretty sure it's Bergeron, uh, who was known as Trader Vic. Uh, he was born in San Francisco in 1902. He had one leg. He would tell people it was lost in a shark attack, uh, but it was actually amputated uh, so that tuberculosis wouldn't kill him. Um, yeah, when he was like six. Uh, he got the name from his wife, es- or his first wife, Esther, because he loved to trade goods and services for food and drinks. So, so that like we said earlier, there's a rich he- uh, he- there's a rich history when it comes to tiki and Polynesian culture. It's a deep dive and a deep well that we are not going to pretend to be experts in. Uh, we are bystanders when it comes to the movement, and I'll speak for both of us that we definitely enjoy the escapism, the food, and the sweet sugary drinks. And for our friends, they love the boozy rum-filled drinks that are served in these cute little mugs that I got here at Trader Vic's in Emeryville, the flagship store. And I've, Whoa. Yeah, I don't know who gave me that, but they put it in the fucking, this little fucking <laughs> critter right there. But anyway, um, but uh, yeah, man, Tiki culture, you know, it's bars and restaurants born right here in Southern California, appropriated from white dudes whose uh, own culture was trash. And uh, yeah, we can get fucked up and eat some Cantonese inspired rice out of uh, pineapple boats. It's always fun. Oh, dude, pineapple boats. Yeah, I lo- that's <laughs> legend, dude. That's fucking awesome, dude. Wow. I love it. Yeah. Who doesn't love to eat rice out of a pineapple <laughs> boat? I don't know anybody. Anyway, maybe people with rice allergies. Are th- do those people exist? I'm, they all exist. Yeah, mm-hmm. all allergies for, yeah. All right, so let's get into Trader Vic's, the bar restaurant. All right, so it began in 1934 when Vic Bergeron built a cozy little saloon in the San Pab- on San Pablo Avenue in Oakland, California, Called Hinky Dinks, <laughs> weird name, but like I guess uh, he might have like named it after Rinky Dinks or, or Shrinky Dink, something. Or sh- yeah, yeah. Sh- a shrinky Dink is uh, is in December usually. You know what I mean when you're streaking. Shrinky hello. Yeah. When your wiener when your goes inside because yeah. it's cold out. Does it ever do that to you where it goes inside your body? Has it done that? No. Oh uh, yeah, that's good. No, a little yeah. bit just like no wiener. Yeah, like just, balls, just yeah, all balls, just like the head slightly Ooh. peeking out. I like that. Yeah. It's yeah. Like so that, that like illustration of Trump that was going around. <laughs> uh, yeah. You see that? Wasn't there like that that uh thing, awesome. yeah, the thing that they made where they place out in cities the like big wax figure of Trump or whatever, and he had like a inverted penis. That's awesome. Yeah. He probably does. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> It's gonna be huge. Um okay. so uh, I guess uh, in the early days, uh Vic was like he like loved to just get out there and draw people in and it was during the great depression so he would do things like uh, he would like sing out in front of the place mm-hmm. and he would tell customers or people that he wanted to come in like hey if you come in you can stab my wooden leg with a with a ice pick and shit like that and people would oh dang yeah he was a character uh so uh after embarking on an adventure to cuba to refine his skills as a bartender and explore the subtleties of rums around the world the trader transformed hinky dinks which was a kind of like a hunting lodge type of vibe 
into a tiki bedecked tropical retreat aptly named Trader Vic's, and he put inside he put into his practice and research into rums into the place. In 1944, he mixed Jamaican rum, lime juice, a few dashes of orange caraco syrup, French orgot. I, I, I orgot. I think it's oh, orgot. 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 Is it orgot? Or uh, I, I've heard of Some, orgot. Like the tiki enthusiasts are like this motherfucker. We don't drink. No, I mean we're not big drinkers. I'm not a drinker at all. I haven't I haven't drank in any alcohol in I don't know maybe ten years. So I have problems with substances. So alcohol <laughs> is just one of those things that I'm like people go oh. This is this is the drink right here, and this is what's in there. And I taste it, and I go, mm, and I just don't stop drinking. So, alcohol is definitely not on my menu. Um, so, or God, I'm gonna call it fucking orgit. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> and rock candy syrup. He served this drink to his two friends from Tahiti who were there one night. And after one sip, they exclaimed, "Mai Tai Roa A." And I probably fucked that up too. I guess in Tahitian, this means out of this world, the best. The new drink became known as the Mai Tai. Uh, so apparently he was the originator of the Mai Tai. However, Don Beach also claims, I think, that Don Beach also claimed to invent the Mai Tai as well. Wow. So there's a, there's a, there's a, a dispute? Um, I think there is. But f- I, from what I kind of, the research that I did was just kind of pointing towards Vic was the dude who, who made it. Because Vic had a ton of recipes like uh, like i think over 200 he's like a scientist with the shit so there's like, pictures of him that look very sciency yeah where he's like got this like he's got like beakers and shit wow so he definitely was a mixologist um, damn so yeah he invented the mai tai they say uh in 1944 a western hotel executive convinced vic to open up a franchise location in seattle at the benjamin franklin hotel originally called the outrigger it was only a bar Due to the restaurant's success uh, here, or uh, you know, in, in Oakland, yeah, um, Bergeron worked with uh, the restaurant uh, worked with uh, Western Hotels to open up Trader Vic's locations at a number of his hotels, at a number of their hotels. Uh, in 1950, uh, Bergeron opened up a Trader Vic's location in Hawaii, and in 1951, uh, San Francisco. He then partnered up with Hilton Hotels. Uh, then in 1955, he opened up a Trader Vic's at the Beverly Hilton, as well as another one in Chicago. He then converted the Outrigger location into a Trader Vic's in 1960. So things were just really taken off. People really wanted a piece of this tiki action. And rightfully so. I mean, it started in the 30s. So, you know, fast forward 20 years, people are like, there's new interest. People, you know, the, a lot of people are flying to Hawaii and they wanted a taste of the islands that they, or, or this idea of the islands they had in their head from vacations they wanted that in the states i don't blame them at all i i do think that the reason why we keep going back to tiki and polynesian culture is because it's such an escape it's a, it's an escape it's an escape from reality you can get fucked up super sugary the food's good so i i totally understand why tiki culture keeps coming back in waves um, I'm not sure how many waves of tiki culture there has been, but I would say in the last like 10 years, there definitely has been a big resurgence of tiki culture. I feel like this was going on in the 90s as well. 
Um, I think a lot of ska bands. Ska bands definitely yeah. embraced even, it. Yeah, embraced it for sure. Do you think there's like a place in in like a Polynesian country that they celebrate like American? That's their escape is American culture, where they like, hey, go, welcome to cheeseburgers, and they like like shoot guns at the burgers well, and stuff. Well, think about like other countries, like what we were talking about in the Swens the Dead series with Swensons. Yeah, how um, the majority of Swensons now are found in other countries. Yeah, and. They're all like based around like this idea of Earl Swenson in San Francisco and the romanticization of San Francisco, and they don't really talk about you know you just walk right down Knob Hill where where or actually it's Russian Hill is where the Swensons is. You just walk right down the street and there's human feces in the street and people ODing and all kinds of shit. So it's like this room we as human beings across the fucking globe we romanticize the best parts of culture. Mm-hmm. And forget about all the other shit. We forget about the suffering and things like that because I, I, we just ha- there's not enough space to just no yeah you can't too much pain yeah you can't walk around with the weight of the world all the time for yeah, everything and yeah. this you know yeah so so the uh, crap where were you at so I uh, was talking <laughs> about the, 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 he changed over the outrigger location uh, in in um, in Seattle to being another Trader Vic's in 1960 okay uh, so we were talking about the waves anyway yeah so. Uh, after that, Vic began licensing the brand and signed a $2 million agreement with him staying on board to handle decorations, staffing, and operations of the restaurant. I did read something Whoa. that was talking about how people would bring in weird shit like uh, crab nets and things like that. And he would like, I think he would trade people like drinks and food for like cool decorations and stuff. Really? Yeah, I think so. I, I, like, I, the, like the people that are... Ri- that are listening to this are probably cringing, but uh, yeah, like I'm pretty sure that was a, a thing that he would do. Uh, in 1972, the original lo- the original location in Oakland was closed and replaced by a Bayfront restaurant in Emeryville, which is now considered to be the chain's flagship restaurant. Um, I've been to this place a few times. Um, it's a fucking blast. Every time I've gone to the Trader Vic's in Emeryville, you meet the coolest, like the most fun people, and they're all fucked up. They're all like shit housed. <laughs> Um, having a good time. So yeah, man, that, that location, it's really big and they're always doing fun, um, like events there and stuff. Like I went there recently and there was a, uh, just by chance there was like a Mai Tai convention going on. Really? Yeah, man. And it was fucking packed. I mean, he deserves that. He's created the Mai Tai, like so his say. place. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's cool. So it was, it was, it was, it was slamming. Fun. Dude, it was rocking. Do people yeah. rock Bands the tiki stuff oh, dude, there? They're all about it. They're okay. all about it, man. And it's so funny, too, because uh, me and my girlfriend, we were talking about how there's like this this like through line of people that are into Tiki, Disney and like goth shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's a lot of it has to do with like dress up. I feel like yeah. it's adults that want to dress up and, and do fun and rockabilly stuff, too. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, like yeah. There's this there's like this thing that just because it's like a vintage, you know, quality and yeah. it's of a certain era that yeah. it was really popular. I mean, I feel like it's always been somewhat popular i'm curious to see where his story goes because he so you said that he really he stepped back a bit yeah oh well, he sold he sold it off so he sold it off yeah yeah and and, and he but he kept on they, but he stayed involved at doing yeah. those wow yeah because yeah. it was getting bigger and bigger and he he it was obviously successful um so he signed that two million dollar agreement stayed on to handle the yeah. decorating staffing operations in 1972 like they they opened up that Emeryville location, still standing to this day. Great place. Right on the water. Awesome. 
Weird little location though. It's like out, kind of out there in the in like no man's land. There's like, there's Trader, there's Trader Vic's, and then there's also uh, another restaurant down the way. It's a seafood restaurant, but cool little location. Um, in 19, oh yeah, so and, uh, during uh, the so during the boom of tiki culture, which was like 50s and 60s, there was as many as 25 Trader Vic's restaurants operating all over the world. Um, like I said, he got involved with hotel people. There was a lot of copycats too. I think that Sheraton Hotels also did a copycat. I'm not entirely sure uh, what that was. I, I just wanted to focus mainly on this. And I'll, mm. I'll definitely, whenever we do these podcasts, this is the first out of the series. Whenever we do these podcasts, I always learn more and more and more as we go along. Yeah. And there's weird little, there's always weird tie-ins and, and things like that. So when we go to do the Don the Beachcombers, and then there's going to be more crossovers going on. So, uh, uh, but yeah, like during the 1980s and 90s, the chain began to shrink because a younger generation had little connection to the chain's tiki theme. Uh, a lot of the poor locations, like I mentioned, Emeryville is kind of a weird location. There's poor locations and less trendy addresses. It took a toll on the chain's popularity. Um, and then uh, while many of the, loca- the original locations have closed, because of the new interest in tiki culture, um, Trader Vic's once again has grown to 18 locations around the world. Uh, today... The Trader Vic's family of restaurants has 17 locations, or no, they're located in 17 countries. Uh, mm. There's a collection of over, over 200 Trader Vic's signature cocktails at at all the restaurants. Uh, it is the home of the Mai Tai. Um, in a lot of respects, uh, Trader Vic was a uh, was ahead of his time, uh, serving uh, Italian style cuisine, and uh, I guess Trader Vic's was one of the first American fusion restaurants concepts. Uh, one thing about Vic is that I guess he's a he was a sculptor and a painter. Really? Yeah, and you can buy some of his sculpts and some of his paintings. And I was looking at some of the prices for some of them and you would think they'd be a lot more expensive. They're really not that like high priced. That's weird. Yeah, I was, for someone that's you know got his fan base or his like oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can get Trader Vic sculptures for I'm sure they're small but yeah, they're Well, I feel like it would take an artist to really like recognize cool stuff about that, uh, you know the the whole like tiki culture. I feel like that. I don't know if he was the first one to really like bring that to the states. No, he wasn't. So, yeah, but there's certain people that I've I've kind of noticed that there's certain people that kind of elevate it or take it to the next step. And definitely, um, Trader Vic was one of those people that did. And was I've, he the first to get go to bring t- American tiki no. culture out of this country? No. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, he maybe. might be right. He yeah. might have. He might have been the first guy to take it overseas or whatever. Yeah. I, but that that's going to be one of those things that's probably going to be highly contested. Yeah. Because there's there's probably people that went to a tiki bar and was like that from London or whatever and was like we got to do this here. So he might have been the person to take it more worldwide because there's like there's. There's uh, Trader Vic's in like, like Saudi Arabia and shit. Yeah. So uh, yeah, let's go. He might. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he might have been that dude. Tomorrow, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing, though, to actually go to all the locations of. You'd have to be diehard. You know what I mean? Gotta, to yeah. Put, yeah. And, and when you go there, I mean, the, the Trader Vic's in, in, that I've been to in Emeryville, that's the only location that I've been to. I have not been to the original location in, San, or not the original location, but the San Francisco location. I, I haven't been to that location. Really? Um, no, I never. I never got a chance to go. I've been to other tiki bars in San Francisco. I just never got a chance to go to Trader Vic's. 
I'm is, not even sure if it's open anymore. It, it could be, but from what I was told, it's pretty small mm. and it gets jumping fast. All the tiki bars get jumping fast, especially in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I've been to Smuggler's Cove in San Francisco. That that locate that fucking tiki bar is amazing. I bet. So this, cool. That sounds so cool. Yeah, I but, haven't been to. There's a pirate themed one. I can't remember oh. the name of the pirate themed one. I have not been. And some people will say like. There's like a weird like division of tiki people where they're like there's no pirate shit in tiki culture, which is true, but there's people that like like the fact that they just kind of melded together. I like that there's a, a subgenre, you know, or like yeah, a, yeah it's kind of yeah. cool. It tiki- reinvigorates things sometimes. If yeah, you add a little yeah. another extra element. Pirates yeah. make sense because they're I always get, going to islands and in the Caribbean, I guess. But yeah, I it, guess there's like no. It's like Polynesian culture and pirates. <laughs> um, but then there's also, and, and San Francisco as well, there's also the, the Tonga Room. Oh, it? dude. I got it. Whoa. It's a mosquito. Uh, damn. Yeah. Um, there's also the Tonga Hut, or Tonga Room in, in San Francisco, which, dude, that place is fucking sick. You ever heard of that place? The Tonga Hut? The Tonga, tonga oh, Room? To- okay, so like, that sounds like a. Tuggle Hut? Yeah, a, a different kind of room, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's those rooms in San Francisco as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, the Tonga. The, tonga. The Tonga Room, yeah. Oh, Tonga Room. Oh, that's, dude, I have heard of that. Yeah, it's it's a, they have a, a, a storm that comes through. It, it's it's at the bottom floor of, can't remember, the, the name of the hotel escapes me, but it's at the, the bottom floor of a hotel. It used to be where the pool was. The pool still exists. But now it's a lagoon, and there's a, a band that plays out on this boat, and they bring the boat out into the middle of the lagoon with this band playing on it, and there's a, a storm that happens every, like, 20 minutes or something. So and cool. And it starts raining in there. It's cool, man. And the bar area is fucking cracking. The food's hella bomb. Uh, I've, I've been there a few times. It's definitely the Tonga Room. It's, it's a special place. So, I like it. I like yeah. it. I, I'm very interested in all this stuff because... The, the the I love the the fact that they put in that effort to make it rain every twenty yeah. minutes. Have you they... have you got a chance to go to many tiki bars? Not a ton, no. What's the one that offhand that you can say is your favorite out of all of them? Well, I mean, God, I don't know. Uh, I've it's, been. It's not it, whatever. Yeah, tr- I mean, we're not tiki enthusiasts, man. Yeah, I've only yeah, been yeah. to a few myself. Yeah. Um. Well, fuck. What was it called? There was one in Orange County. Uh. Well, I've been to. Don the Beachcombers, I think, a, a long time ago with my mm-hmm. uncle. Yeah. And I liked that. It's okay. Because I thought it was... I thought it's it just, cool. It was cool. Yeah. It's um, big. That was a big location. Yeah, dude. You know you know what's funny? is Tiki for me wasn't necessarily the bars, because I grew up going to a Mission Tiki drive-in. Yeah. And the drive-in theater. Dude, it's so fucking <laughs> weird, man. Like, the Mission Tiki... I thought that that place was going to be so Tiki'd out. It really it, it, isn't. There, there's a there, there, they used to have a tiki day where it was like super. Oh, like a marketplace. Everyone, or everyone would come and everyone was like decked out and tiki stuff. That's awesome. This was like 15 years ago. Yeah, that makes and sense. It, they don't. I don't see it anymore. I don't know if they're doing it. But it was, was it was it for movies or was it for like because they use that space yeah, as like uh, swap meets and yeah they would show like a like a beach film. Oh okay. And then everyone would come decked out. That's and like, fucking rad. Yeah, and they don't do it anymore. I'm surprised they didn't. Well, it's so big. I, was I saw say. like the Gidget movies there. Sure, it was yeah. Fucking rad. Yeah. I'm, I was thinking that th- it would be kind of fun to do a tiki marketplace there, but it's so big that it would be pretty. Pretty barren, just like tiki sellers. Yeah. You ever go to Oceanic Arts? You ever check out that place? Yeah. Yes, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That is cool. They closed that place down recently too. They did. Yeah, the owners were getting too old. 
Oh yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah, I would I've... say for me. So my my favorite, I'll, I'll say my favorite tiki bar that I've ever been to. Um, oh dude, there's without a fucking doubt, without a the most fun I've ever had at a tiki bar, hands down. And some people that are listening to this will be like, "You're a fucking loser." Is uh, the Golden Tiki in Las Vegas? Oh yeah. I mean that fucking. <laughs> I, I maybe it was because I was the people I was with were just like the whole night they were all fighting about what kind of bar they wanted to go into and some people were like well let's go here let's go here and like six of the dudes not six of them like four of the guys all independently mentioned the golden tiki and but nobody like took them out on that offer and so at a certain point like two in the morning I just said you guys keep talking about the Golden Tiki. Why don't we just go to the Golden Tiki? And then uh, this guy, Wyatt, who was f- wasted, goes, fuck yeah. All right, let's go. And then he's like, I got us an Uber. We're going right now. I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're going to the Golden Tiki. And so everybody's attitude was kind of shitty before we went to the Golden Tiki. As soon as we opened the door, it was like watching a bunch of dudes in their 30s and 40s just turn into fucking children. <laughs> we were so excited. It was awesome. That place is amazing. When do, when was this? When this did was, you go? This, this was February this year. February, oh wow, March, yeah. dude, that's awesome. Yeah, man. dude, it's so fun. Well, the, what I just like the fun vibes to tiki places. You Fuck know what yeah, I mean? dude! Like it's, it, it, it's always an instant sell for me. Yeah, you the know? music like, is good. And that's the, funny because we're not good. big bar guys, but like I always I always expect tiki places to have something good on the menu. Always though, there's yeah. always something and, good, and all their. All their non-alcoholic drinks are always like fucking delicious, you know. Yeah, I had like a weird like tropical fruit punch drink uh, that bomb. was pretty bomb. Yeah, I love Trader when they have Sam's. Dole Whip, <laughs> even though all well, Trader Sam's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you like Trader Sam's? Uh, I do, but you know, this is coming from like a casual tiki. Yeah, and I, and I do. I've had fun times at Trader Sam's. I, I yeah. I've had great times there. I love the layout, but um, I don't. I, I think the layout's trash. Okay, yeah. <laughs> really, one hundred percent. I mean, okay, maybe I'm not thinking of the restaurant itself. I'm thinking of like outside of trash. Trader Sam's. That was like trash. seating out there is kind of nice. Sucks. <laughs> they should demolish the whole thing and change it. You think so? Oh, yeah. Do you think it's too cramped? Do you think it need more? The spit? inside's too cramped. It, it needs to be bigger. Yeah. Uh, the outside is is not quite set up. I think that they didn't they didn't really think it was going to be the big the hit that it is. Yeah. So we're talking about the Trader Sam's in Disneyland. If you guys didn't know what we're talking about, um, I feel like because of like I think about all the tiki bars and restaurants that I've ever been to, and I think about Trader Sam's. So I don't think that Trader Sam's can can be that it, they can't make it as cool as Disney could w- would want it to be. So there's things that they do like with like the windows in there where they do the storm shit and the lot like the 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 um not the lava but the volcanoes that are spewing mm. fucking lava and shit and there's things that you can't really there's like nothing you can really touch. Um and cuz you know that Disney people would just rip everything off the fucking walls. And so I think that Trader Sam's understands that they can't do that. So they make it as it's a very fun and lively environment. Drinks are good. Their mugs are cool. Um, I've made a lot of money from some of those mugs at fucking Trader Sam's. Oh, dude, I've I remember going when they had uh, like Yoda, uh, Tiki, you know, uh, God thing, and it was there was a line like just waiting for and, it to and open. And those ones are not even as valuable as the ones that when no one gave a fuck. 
Like in the beginning, right? Yeah, when it opened. So when you could go in there, and this is a tip from a, a friend of, of mine. I don't know if you know he listens to the show, but Jay Cody. Mm. Um, Jay Cody, gave, like we were there one night and uh, a long time ago. And Jay Cody was like, what did he say? He was like, he's like, normally I just ask and see what, if there's anything left in the back. And so I did that. I said, hey, do you guys have anything in the back that's left over? And the guy was like, "Yeah." He's like, "We got these uh, these Jack Skellington mugs." He's like, "I think with your discount, it's like eleven bucks." So like, "Fuck yeah, dude! I'll take two. Both of those mugs I sold for like, I think I sold one for two hundred and one for two fifty. And I think that like um, they're probably probably worth more now. And but every mug that I've ever gotten from the the Disneyland the, or from from uh, Trader, Trader Sam's, Sam's, I've been able to turn into a nice little chunk of change for myself. Damn, dude! And yeah. I would just buy them just to buy them because they were, ch- I was like, they were nice mugs for you know anywhere from ten dollars to fifteen bucks. One of them I got was all fucked up because it was a, it was the last print of the mug, so it was like gnarly looking. It was a different color because I bought one in the beginning and then I bought one at the end, and uh, yeah, it was like really gnarly. It was it was pretty cool. To see how bad, like, you know, because they'd made so many in that mold. Mm. So it was just kind of fucking wonky. and Yeah. I, well, so, you know, it's interesting. You're talking about the mugs and stuff that they have at Trader Sam's and, yeah. and Disney, which is so fitting for a Disney thing for them to be able to have collectibles and run, you know, right. that whole thing. But with tiki bars in general, is there usually mugs to buy at all of those bars? All of them. And a lot of them have custom mugs. There's... um. Oh, what the hell? The tiki farm? Is it tiki farm? I could be wrong on this. And I feel like the mug has been. That's just been. The, the mug has been in it the whole time, right? I mean, that's always. That's like a key. When I think of tiki bars, you think of the mugs. At first, it wasn't, but it it shortly became a thing um, right away because they understood like you could make money selling these things, and it was also kind of a fun little souvenir to take home. Like, oh, cool! I went to this place. I I fucking slugged down this monster freaking rum drink and hmm. got to keep the glass. So I, I think it's it was kind of a fun thing from real quick mm-hmm. they understood. I don't know exactly where it came from. I do think that there was a specific restaurant that was selling this kind of like headhunter or they weren't selling but they were serving this drink in this like headhunter thing, but originally it was not in the in the mugs and you can get a lot of these drinks without the mugs. In fact, a lot of places will serve them without the mugs. And it's it's totally acceptable. It's not like you have to drink it out of a fucking mug. Mm. And a lot of them are super impractical, but that whole that whole uh, market is is fucking wild. Tiki mug market is insane. And every time I go to a thrift store, if I see one, for the most part, unless it's a like a new Star Wars one, like geeky tiki's or whatever. I mean, maybe I should buy those, but there's something about it just kind of makes me want to gag. Mm-hmm. You know, even those Jack Skellington ones, I didn't really care. But like we were talking about earlier, like the goth community and the tiki community, that's all that dress up shit. You know, that's, they they loved it. So that was a huge hit. There was like a, there was a, a like a, another one that was brown and orange. Mine was like orange and black, but there was a, or, there was a brown one. Apparently that one's worth like five hundred bucks. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. And like the tiki mug shit, like really became like super collectible at the at the beginning of eBay. Mm. So like a lot of those people just like they use eBay as like a marketplace to buy and sell tiki mugs. And Fuck brown yeah. brown is kind of the shade that like is. Of my shit and oh, of okay. uh, mugs, right? They'll usually mug like that's the signature. I mean, with some tiki of like mug. not, I I wouldn't say no. 
No. No, there's a lot of, like the 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 rum barrels, they're usually brown. Um but for the most part like you can find, you know, mugs of I mean, all, yeah, all of them. Yeah, cuz th- this different. is a mug right here, That's right? That's from Trader Vic's too. That's so yeah. cool. That's a cool one. Dude, so he so uh in the 70s or in the 80s and 90s they had scaled back. Well, yeah, I, I, like the fad was kind of cuz when you think about it like tiki culture to me and you in the 80s like I felt like a lot of tiki bars cuz bars they just get beat up. And I think about tiki bars in the in the 80s and 90s in the 80s and even in the 90s because I was playing bars when I was a kid. Um at like 15 I was playing bars and a lot of the tiki bars were just really beat down and war torn. So they were all kind of due for a remodel. So tiki culture wasn't really that big until I would say like m- like early to mid 90s. But then again, like I was young, so I don't really know. Um, but I feel like when you look at a lot of the people that are like big and that have been big into tiki forever, I mean, they're all in their like, f- not all of them, but a lot of them are in their 50s. So that would make sense that the resurgence of tiki in Polynesian culture kind of happened like mid 90s do you think they have like a lot of hawaiian barbecue at these tiki places i mean kind of right they have barbecue it's like polynesian food right yeah 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 i'm just hungry (laughs) get hungry too but so with with vix um they scaled back but how many stores are now that they have 18 if you go back and listen to this podcast you can find yeah 18 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Your own question yeah 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 they're and they're all over the place i'm just reiterating to catch everyone up where we were at yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 but yeah it's like um yeah there's 18 stores there's there's still there's one in and that emeryville flagship location is is pretty cool I, I feel like if you're in the like the bay area and you're you got to make a trip there it's like it's important as far as like being a tiki fan if you haven't already been there i feel like most people they travel crazy distances to go to tiki bars even ones that like have terrible drinks they'll still go there to to like see like a specific feature like one will have like mermaids or something so they'll just go they'll go way the fuck out there to like a different state like fucking i don't know like montana or something to see a specific kind of tiki bar for for one specific element when when you think of tiki bars and going to tiki bars what's like a couple things you expect to encounter at a tiki bar yeah um, I, ins- I, I always want to, if I can get some kind of frosty drink, that's one thing that not I expect, but I want, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want some kind of like Hawaiian Dole Whippy or like, like some kind of like orange vanilla, cr- like this is an orange vanilla cream, mm. um, like an orange vanilla type of like, or mango, like something frozen, some frozen drink, you know, like a daiquiri or something like a strawberry daiquiri. Something delicious, sweet, kind of like shaky, you know, like our like you know like a or, or just something like that. Um, I would love to see some kind of um, like Polynesian pork rib on the menu. Mm. I would love to see some kind of delicious fried rice. So those are the kind of things that I always want to encounter when it comes to food and drinks. When it comes to decor, um, I love seeing like. I like looking at all the tiki mugs. They have like a cool selection of tiki mugs. I like when I go to places and they have like a wall of different tiki mugs from different restaurants and different places and and just kind of seeing like, oh, cool. Or going to a place where the locals 
or the regulars will have their own tiki mugs inside of a case because they have they'll bring out their best ones to get served drinks in. So I like seeing stuff like that where it's like, oh, these are from the locals here, and there's a whole case of all their tiki mugs with their names on them or whatever. I love seeing that. Um, I love water features. I love when there's like rock, like lava rocks. That kind of shit is super cool. I like when they they like in, in incorporate like like skulls and weird shit. Um, I love all that stuff. They're building a tiki bar in my hometown uh, that's called uh, Kapu. Kapu. Really? Kapu. Yeah, and it's done by uh, Bamboo Ben, who is he's the guy that built the Golden Tiki, or one of the people that built the Golden Tiki. Oh, really? Yeah, and his bars are. I don't like. I said like I'm just a bystander in this whole fucking tiki movement, but um, to me the the Bamboo Ben bars that I've been to have been the best ones. Dude, the Golden Tiki I've been by. Yeah, I haven't actually experienced it, but I, I had a friend that like fucking raved about it. Yeah. And he like met like this girl he dated for like eight years at a uh, golden, tiki? golden tiki at the gold at the golden at the, tiki? the one in Vegas. Yeah. yeah, there's another there's another tiki bar in Vegas that people really talk a lot about that's been there for a long time called Frankie's. Um, I've never been to Frankie's, but I think the next time I go to Vegas, I'll definitely make a trip to Frankie's just to check it out. You know, do do uh, I feel like the staff at these at the tiki bars are always really upbeat. Usually, Two. yeah, they're fun. Like, yeah, it's a really fun, like it's a really fun atmosphere. Yeah, like the ones at Disneyland. I love when they like somebody orders like I can't remember what drink it is, but they freaking ring the bell and they start squirting the water and that's <laughs> yeah. a, that's like the coolest part. Or there's that one stool at the Disneyland at that Trader Sam's that lowers down, like things like that. Like there's fun little touches that tiki bars have, and a good tiki bar to me is is a place that you don't see everything the first time you walk in. And like the next time you go, you go, holy shit! I didn't even realize this room over here existed. So that's that's a good tiki bar to me. Mm. But Trader Vic's, um, it's such a big location, and I wouldn't say it's like um, it's over the top, like like a lot of things, like everywhere, like crazy cool little built-in shit, like not built-in, but like just worn-in shit everywhere. I, I wouldn't say it's like that, but it's definitely sick as fuck. There's, it's just awesome. Man, and, and so, I don't know. I, I feel like when we go to, if I go to Frisco, we got to go to the original one. And we got to go to Well, the uh, original Swenson's. one doesn't exist, but. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not fucking there. Uh, yeah. The original one was the uh, was the, the Hinky Dinks. The Hinky Dinks. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's not there anymore. But the the, fla- the their flagship store is there. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Con- I mean, it's pricey. But it's also like waterfront dining and you're going to pay up for tiki drinks, you know. It's, there, there's a lot that goes into them. There's usually a lot of booze that goes into them. Um, but there's a lot of components. So you're going to definitely pay up. So it's definitely a place that, you know, you want to go to have a really good time. Mm. And also to understand, like, you're going to spend a little bit more than you would because of the location. It's like, right on. It's beautiful. Well, this is a great, I think this is a great place to start. I mean, he invented so. the Mai Tai. Yeah. It's a, kind of like the quintessential. One like, of them. T- one of them. Yeah. You know, like this is what a tiki bar should, you know, be. Yeah. should be. So, yeah. yeah. But the, the new ones are the fucking, to me, like the newest ones are whatever, dude. Like the ones that I've been to are the fucking best. I wonder what the last uh, Trader Vic's was to open, like the newest. I don't know, but I do know they are—they have been opening up new locations. That's so cool. Yeah, man. Well, it lives on, and we're gonna about yeah. to hear all about Dude, it. Dude, it's right? been around. It's fucking weird to think of like these places have been around for like ninety years. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Almost a hundred years. These places have been around. Damn, crazy. Yeah, I gotta go. 
Yeah, yeah dude, for sure. Yeah. Man, I need I need a mug right now, dude. Yeah, you do. Slug down Coke Zero, mm. brother. And Good. a tiki mug. And a, t- and a tiki mug. Yeah. Hook it up. Fuck yeah, bro. Yeah, man. Well, cool, Robert. I think yeah. we, could, we could put a bow on this one. Oh, or put dude. a lay on it. You know yeah, what I mean? put a little lay on there, dude. That's stupid. We don't have fucking lays. Fuck. Next time. Yeah, yeah. Next yeah. time. Yeah. So, guys, thank you for listening to Robert Land. Uh, definitely check out Roscoe Soul Train on YouTube. Yeah, brother. Uh, he's always doing fun stuff on there at the thrift videos. We're going to keep getting. Uh, Taking you to new places, you know. Yeah. Maybe you didn't expect us to take you to tiki bars, but I think it screams Robert Land, and it's Absolutely. I'm excited. It's, it's escapism. It's themed. It's themed. It's it's food. It's it's drink. It's fun, and that's really what Robert Land's all about. Yeah, and California I, I, based. That's another thing. This this the whole series has been all California based, fast food or fast casual or fast whatever. But it's all been California based. So. You know this. This is going to be a fun little, yeah, little uh, avenue. Yeah, yeah. The, and this, this, yeah, this tiki adventure has just begun, folks. So, but you know what? I'm curious. If you made it this far and you're on YouTube, if you would leave a comment letting us know what your favorite tiki bar, whether it be in the state of California or otherwise, what yeah. is your favorite tiki bar and why? I want to know why it's your favorite tiki bar because they're all so different and also similar at the same time. Yeah. Um, what makes a good tiki bar to you? For me, it's it's the theming, really. It's like if it's if it's over the top themed, then uh, fuck yeah. But yeah, we got some fun ones coming up. Uh, we're yeah, gonna do, we're gonna do four. So yeah. this is one of four, and you're gonna have to find out what's coming next. Yeah, it's gonna be a holly jolly uh, Christmas in the Bahamas, dude, mm-hmm. or in the wherever Polynesian people yeah, the, the, are. The Paul, uh, the whole, uh, you know. The, yeah, yeah. The region. The region. Yeah. yeah. Well. Heck yeah, folks. Uh, you know, we end it with our uh, very famous uh, catchphrase slogan. slogan in, in Guy, Guy We Trust. trust.